0: Okay. All right. This is a Sean Mike podcast. So I'm trying something a little bit different. I'm actually recording this via the green room. So this is the first time I've ever used this platform. So for anyone that does take time to hop in the room, definitely appreciate that. I'm just going to dive in, kind of just record a normal podcast, get a feel for what it's like using now this to, you know, upload a podcast and kind of get a little bit of a rhythm for it. So. I'm kind of doing a little bit of a different spin. I'm actually doing this as I'm, as I'm watching the game too, and just giving my thoughts. But right now, the Virginia uh, Wake Forest game is on right now. A pretty interesting matchup. Uh, looks like Wake Forest is up twenty to ten right now. They're really early in the second half, so curious to see what happens uh, within this game. Uh, Virginia comes in two and one. Wake Forest comes in three and zero. Oh. So, definitely see what kind of momentum, you know, which team's able to get a little bit of momentum and have an impact on this game. Uh, One thing I'm really curious about is the Notre Dame game that's coming up this weekend. Yeah, Notre Dame's going to be playing Wisconsin. This game's actually going to be taking place on a neutral field. You don't get that a lot in college football, but you actually are getting this one on a neutral field. So, definitely curious to see, you know, what happens from that standpoint. You've got a. A Notre Dame team that, quite frankly, hasn't looked that impressive really early on this year. And you've got a team in Wisconsin who has has a couple wins, and I think both teams can really use this as a launching pad. I mean, is this going to be a, a period where one of these teams can get momentum uh, is I would think Wisconsin would be a factor. I mean, I don't really have any doubt about them. Notre Dame has been nationally relevant for so long. Like, you would expect Notre Dame to have an impact, too. But the thing with Notre Dame is, you know, it's just they just haven't looked that great. When you don't look great early on in the year, uh, especially there was a, a game where they, they weren't, weren't really playing that great a competition. They still didn't look great really, really early on, and they almost got knocked off. Now, they had it to where they were playing Florida state and Florida state took them down to the wire. The only thing is Florida state doesn't look like they're going to be a great team this year. So what do you really make of a game like that? How do you really measure up with that? But definitely some early season struggles for, for Notre Dame. I think their big thing is just staying, staying balanced. You've actually got Notre Dame's QB used to be the quarterback at Wisconsin. So it's kind of funny. he he transfers in and now he's playing Wisconsin on the neutral field. So you would think Wisconsin feels like they're they're gonna they're gonna know his tendencies. They're gonna know uh, what he's looking to do. And I, but I think I know New York's kind. New York, where did I come up with New York? Notre Dame's kind of been flip flopping their quarterback, so trying to get into a rhythm for whether they want their transfer who's gonna play is a little bit older, but they got a young guy on the team too. So classic older QB, older player probably gives them maybe a better shot to win right now, but. Depending on his skill level, you've got to wonder, do they turn to the younger kid and give him a shot to be able to make some noise? But, yeah, overall, just looking to see what happens uh, within that game. Uh, I, I believe Clemson uh, plays, I think it's North Carolina State this weekend. I would, I'm would. i curious to see what happens with them. Uh, Clemson really needs to get back on track. They want to remind me of Notre Dame, maybe not to that level, but, uh, Clemson has a loss uh, in this early season, and they're going to look to try to bounce back and have a productive year overall. I think that the more and more I see these games, so it's you don't want to discount anything from this season. But man, when you watch these games, it just it to me it just kind of tells you the need for why I think they need to expand the college football playoff. I mean, when you're when you're looking at this game, what I keep saying when you're looking at this season, you are definitely seeing. These teams are so close right now. You have it to where it's not back in the old days when if you were a top 10 team in the country that if you played any lower level school, you're just going to blow the doors off them. Scholarship limits have really changed that. You know, back in the day, I remember with Nebraska as a classic example, you would have the third string running back in Nebraska could play for any team in the country and start for about any team in the country. It's not like that anymore. With limits, you only have so many people that you can have on scholarship. You're also going to have it to where kids have a different mindset nowadays. Kids have it to where they want to actually play right away. And if they're not playing right away, they are going to potentially look to transfer. Uh, just look at the Nebraska football team. I follow closely. They're a perfect example. How many kids go you know, in and out of that school? in You know, they they start off and they transfer. Obviously, losing plays a role in that. I mean, Nebraska has been pretty up and down the last couple of years. So that's always going to have more of an impact on that. But the landscape of college sports and how that goes is if you're not getting the playing time that you'd like, if you're not having kind of that win now culture, if you're not performing on all cylinders, you are going to have it to where you're going to be dealing with, with kids transferring and kids looking for different homes. That's just the reality of it. So curious to see, you know, what continues to happen within college sports. You got name name image likeness. Personally, I think that's a great thing, but obviously it changes things up a little bit. But what's so interesting is, and maybe it's just because it's in the baby phase, and it's in its infancy, but it hasn't really had that much of an impact on the on-field product, I don't think. I mean, at the end of the day, you're dealing with you're dealing with kids ranging anywhere on the low end, you know, 17 years old, ranging up to 22, 23. Besides the you know some of those special exceptions where you get people that have kind of a cool path onto a college football team. That's your typical typical years you're looking at in terms of players. So it's really easy to kind of judge these guys and you know treat them like they're a pro player. But the reality is, when you're that young, when you're in a position where you are you know, a major athlete and whatnot, you're hyped up a little bit. You're going to make some mistakes along the way. You're going to do some things that are good. You're going to have some things that you, you'd like to have back. I know looking back at myself, I'm sure if I'm a from a 22-year-old kid, I'm probably not going to approach things uh, the same way that I do uh, right now being 32 and having 10 years of experience. So it's all about your viewpoint and everything. That's going to have a big impact on on how you approach the game and how you go about things. Uh Gonna shift gears just a little bit though, because I know obviously I've been touching on college sports, but one thing I do want to touch base on is, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit nerdy. So my fantasy football league, uh, playing a, a good friend of mine, uh, Tyler, and we were just talking about he has uh, Christian McCaffrey in another one of his leagues uh, in a PPR league, but I have Christian McCaffrey on my team and I'm playing him, so. I was joking with him and I was saying, yeah, I mean, there's really no way he's not going to have success against Houston or he's definitely going to get yards. And then early on in that game before the injury, it seemed like he was getting stuffed a couple times, but then I was looking and I was like, oh, you know, he's got about you know, 20 yards or so on the ground, but only on about like four, four or five carries, so nothing major, but still able to put up some results. But then, with any season, especially in fantasy football, the thing you can't control is injuries. So, he got hurt. He, had his, he messed up his hamstring. He also missed a significant amount of last year with a hamstring injury. So, now that he's dealing with that, definitely gives me cause for concern because the guy missed major time due to a similar injury. And now he's dealing with that injury. Uh, my team's been off to a hot start. It's actually. Actually, two and oh. oh, sure enough, ESPN ticker: uh, Christian McCaffrey to miss a few weeks. So, exactly what I didn't want to hear. So, yeah, that's a, that's a real-time reaction. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey going to be out for a couple weeks. I'm going to have to make adjustments to keep my lineup uh, intact. Uh, I'm hoping just to stay competitive this week. Honestly, I mean, I've got a decent team, but that's my number one overall draft pick and you ever want to lose that. And I know you guys don't really care about my fantasy team, but Hey, I'm still going to tell you. And the reason why is because you guys all have your own fantasy football teams. You guys are wondering about how they're going to do. Maybe you're off to a, you know, a slow start. Maybe you've lost a game. Maybe you're like my team, you're two and Oh, but you've got an injury that comes up or maybe you're just rolling and you're just going to keep it rolling. But it's kind of fantasy football is has become such a, an interesting thing. I feel like it it makes it to where games that are pretty the thing with the NFL schedule is I love, you know, I love college football and I love the NFL. So I enjoy watching both products, but there's so many games. And of course they're on at the same time that it's really easy to not really know where to focus your attention or know how to focus on an NFL schedule. I uh, was fantasy football, whether you're, uh, you know, a football head or whether you're kind of a casual fan, it's gonna allow you to zone in and just be more excited about games that you might not have been otherwise. I mean there's plenty of times where I mean Cleveland might be playing I don't know, Cleveland might be playing Miami. And you might have a guy on Cleveland's team and you're you're looking to see if they're gonna put up numbers. You might have Nick Chubb and you're looking to see if he's gonna have, you know, a touchdown in the second quarter when that's a, you know, ten six game. You know, honestly, would you have an interest if, if that in that game, if you didn't have a fantasy football team? You know, what would your interest level really look like on that? So, that's what I love about fantasy football makes it to where you can really zone into different teams, get a feel for different players. So, definitely enjoy that. I'm kind of curious to see. Speaking of fantasy football, but also real life football with Lamar Jackson. I'm curious to see how his season is able to keep going. So they had a big win against the Chiefs. They were able to make some momentum, be able to just get some things rolling within that game. I'm wondering if Lamar Jackson, from a fantasy football standpoint, if he's gonna, you know, keep it rolling, if he's gonna have a solid fantasy football year. Uh you know, are they just are they gonna keep up that same offense where they're running the ball heavily and then he's kinda sprinkling in the in the passing game? I'm really curious just to see his development, you know, on this year and also from a fantasy football standpoint, what type of production is he gonna have. So that's always that's always fun to see. But and honestly, yeah, speaking of that game last night, yeah, that game was uh not much not much of a game. I mean it was it wasn't a horrible game, but it just it it really really wasn't that great. I mean I didn't have high expectations with it being Uh, The Panthers and the Texans kind of like what I thought uh, actually predicted the Panthers were going to win that game. They were able to get the win, even with uh, Christian McCaffrey going out. They were still able to do what they needed to against Houston. So I know Houston came into that game one and one, but I still think Houston's going to be one of the poorest teams in the NFL. I just don't really think there's any way around that. But overall, I am looking to see, uh, you know, what happens with that team. Once again, as you guys are listening, or if anyone chooses to hop on here on this on this feed with me, uh, the Sean Mike Podcast, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts at, whether it's Spotify, Apple, however you get to your podcast, you can always check out the Sean Mike Podcast. But as we're plugging, plugging along, let's go ahead and look at a real-time update here. So Virginia actually just took a sack in this game. Uh, Got about seven minutes and change left in the third quarter. Uh, Wake Forest is on, yeah, of course, Wake Forest is on defense, and Virginia has a second and 11, so they must have a gainer on first down. Uh, Wake Forest is actually winning this game 27-10. to uh, They're 3-0, but I wasn't really expecting them to handle Virginia like this, so we'll see if Virginia is able to make this a little bit more of a competitive game. Just completed a, a first down about the 40-yard line or so of Virginia, so trying to drive down the field. And now they're under seven minutes going in the game. I never would have thought, I didn't really see Virginia having, I know that there's never really, I can't picture them as a football powerhouse. Usually when you think of Virginia anything, you're thinking more about their basketball squad. Oh, wow. He got rid of that. I think it has to be a forward pass. They're acting like it might have been a fumble. I think they're letting the play play out, but, Oh no, wait. Now they're kind of huddling. See, it seems like it was a really obvious forward pass. I don't know. They're acting like, oh, they're giving it to Wake Forest. We'll see if that's actually going to hold up. I, see how the replay looks. I thought for sure he was throwing the ball forward, so they're looking at it, looking at it. Oh yeah, it was a pretty it was a it was a pretty weak pass. Like he just barely got it out of there, but that's definitely a forward pass. That's getting overturned. I feel like sometimes they see. Was college is different. College they don't review every play automatically, but in the NFL, I feel like they almost always lean towards it being a turnover, because all turnovers are reviewed and all scoring plays are reviewed. So they're gonna let it play out with a turnover just so they can see. you know, what the real call should have been. But that's definitely an overturn. overturn that was for sure a forward pass. So overall, yeah, it looks like... And this is the green room, so once again, just want to point this out to you guys. So the cool thing is, is I'm just kind of messing around in here, so that's why this is more like a... I don't want to say guinea pig podcast, but that's kind of what it is. You know, if I had anyone, if I have anyone jump on great, but overall the cool thing with the green room and this platform that I'm using is if you guys have a question now uh, real time or anything like that, you guys can actually like put it into like a chat like setting. So it's actually pretty cool. It makes it to where it's like, I'm still doing my podcast and everything. No different about it. I can even post this as a podcast, which I'm going to do later on. But the, the cool thing with this is, if I have, like, you know, three or four people in a room and you guys have a question, I can actually go over your questions uh, real-time as I'm recording the podcast. So that's kind of the unique thing with this and what makes it pretty cool. But, yeah, overall, I'm just I'm curious to see what's going to... Like I said, that Notre Dame game against Wisconsin really does make me interested because I'm wanting to see what's going to happen with that. I think that... I think Notre Dame... Notre Dame seems to be a heavy... Underdog in that, or at least heavy enough. I mean, they're Wisconsin favor like six and a half. So, they're curious to see if uh, if it's gonna. Be, I just think Notre Dame can actually. I don't know what it is. I feel like Notre Dame has the ability to to keep it competitive with Wisconsin. I think they could even win that game. I mean, it's it's so hard in these early season matchups because Wisconsin might be a team to where, yeah, they, you know, in theory they could roll with this game. They could make it to where. They're able to establish themselves on the run game. They're able to control the game. Uh, You get a convincing quality win against Notre Dame. But at the same time, even with their struggles, Notre Dame has just been so consistent and reliable the last few seasons that you would think that they would be able to have a shot at winning this game. They're constantly in the college football playoff. I know just like with anything they'll say past results is not necessarily an indicator of future success. So I, I respect that just because you've had good years previously, doesn't mean that that's always going to happen. Florida state's a perfect example of that. They had it to where they were just rolling on. They were winning games, felt like it was never going to stop. Well, then their, well, then their coach leaves town, takes a different job. And now look at Florida state. I mean, their, their program now is in, is in shambles now that they don't have Jimbo Fisher anymore. I think that they're a team that could, you know, they can have a chance to get back. But right now when you look at it, they're not doing much of anything at this point in time. Coach is gone, and now they're in a little bit of a tougher spot. So, yeah, and it looks like – I I am curious to see what happens to this. Yeah, it looks like lifetime we're back to the Virginia game. I think they had to call that a forward pass to see if they actually did wind up overturning this. Okay, yeah, and it's 2nd and 10. So one of those really obvious plays. They're back from break, forward pass. Oh, well, get a get a pass out to the 40. Oh, there we go. So big play. I would like to see Virginia get a score. I mean, when I'm watching these games, just from a, a fan point of view, I'm always looking to see a closer game. I mean, it's a 27-10. to 10, It's a 17-point game. If like they can score just to make it 10 and even score again, just to make it a competitive game, make it a little bit more interesting to watch. I am curious to see what happens there. And first and ten, about six minutes left. Virginia's trying to drive down the field. Uh, Play action pass, scrambling out to his left. He's got a little awkward throwing motion. He's a lefty, and he kind of has a little shorthand throw, but able to get about four or five yards. So completed that to the running back, Deerington. So able to make a play there. Uh, Oh, guy down in the field. So about 5.48 left in the third. Uh, yeah, they're stretching him out. He's definitely cramping. So looks like they are gonna have to cut to commercial, or they're depends how fast this guy's able to get up, or if it takes a little bit of time. But yeah, it looks like they're gonna stay with. Oh, and they're kind of showing the slate here. So they got Texas Tech in Texas. Yeah, Clemson's playing North Carolina State. That's an afternoon game, two thirty Central. West Virginia, Oklahoma, Rutgers, Michigan, LSU, Mississippi State. It's kind of a on oh, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma, West Virginia. That is the six thirty. That's uh, an ABC game. It's kind of a weird time for a, an ABC kickoff, but it looks like that's what they're doing. So curious to see what happens with. I don't. Not all those. Are quite, not to say those aren't intriguing matchups for any of those, but. It, not sure what we're going to really get out of those games that they advertise on the slate here. Think it's going to be one of those geos where, as always, with any early college football season, you're just looking to see who's going to have a chance to. This is honestly where, he's, to be quite frank, these are the games where it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like, right now, you've got the team, the rankings, but these are one of the least valuable times for the rankings because you can have someone that's ranked, like, number fifteen and if they look bad like in like a couple weeks consecutive and they just don't look like a quality team, I mean that team can be out of the top twenty five. So this is that's this is one of the hardest teams, but it's also one of the fun times of the year too, because you get to really see how the year is going to shape out and you get kind of that big picture view on the year. So looks like Virginia's trying to drive down the field, seeing if they can have some momentum against uh This Wake Forest team, not really in a no-huddle. They're kind of in a – oh, they're substituting. So I've been noticing this a lot more. The the referees literally will stand over the center. This is a college and NFL thing. They're really giving the defense a chance to to match substitutions. Oh, snap to the ball. Quarterback was not ready for that. Kind of just – oh, is this really going to – that was – no, I don't think that was – I think that hit the ground – There was a pass to the end zone, and the receiver looks like he actually got hurt on the play. I think for sure it's got to be an incomplete pass. They haven't marked anything on the scoreboard about it being a score yet. Uh-oh, trainer's coming out. Yeah, this, I don't know if he's got a stinger or what type of. Okay, so it's for sure incomplete. I can see the juggle. I can see that. But it looks like he is in the end zone, diving for the ball. and. Uh, it's too blurry the camera is too blurry i think he i think he hit his head on the turf when he was he was going down another angle yeah it wasn't anything dirty. They were both diving for the ball uh he's trying to make a football but both of them are quite frankly the d b and the receiver And when he's going to the ground he yeah clearly should a drop and but when he's going to the ground though, I think his helmet just hits off the the turf a little bit, so that's what he's dealing with. Let me see if I can if I can catch a number if they show his number on replay again. Uh, number three for Virginia, and he is he's hopping off the field now. So, thankful you always like to see a kid get up. When oh, they're calling that a scoring play, but it seemed like the ball uh, clearly it clearly hit the ground. I wonder if they're gonna are they gonna re- replay this? Oh wow. No, they're not going to replay it. Apparently, that was a touchdown. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't give that a second look. I know that, obviously, they they review the plays, but I, I thought that at least deserved a second look, but apparently that's not going to get, get that in this game. So, yeah, you're looking at 27-17. So, just what I wanted to see, Virginia is able to make it a little bit more of an interesting game versus it being a blowout. So, 10-point game. These are the type of games, too, where... You're just trying to do everything you can to, you know, keep yourself. Man, that's that's so. That replay though. I mean, when he doesn't have control and the ball hits the ground, I really think that we'll see if that makes a difference in this game long term. But I think that that honestly might not have been a touchdown. I thought it was just me. I thought maybe I missed something. But yeah, they showed another replay on it. I've got the TV muted, of course, since I'm with you guys. But I think that that's kind of a questionable questionable touchdown, but at this point they kicked the kick to PAT, it doesn't matter now. This is a pretty good example of what, what like an athlete deals with and you know from a sports perspective too. For for a fan it's one thing. Like you can question it. And honestly I think that was a bad call. I think that you know, they kinda got jipped on that one. But what's so hard that people don't realize about about athletes and in general is when you're an athlete you have to just you have to shake that off. Like even if even if you did get robbed, even if that shouldn't have gotten called that way uh, you can't control it. You just got to kind of respond, you, you know, deal with the adversity, see what you're able to do. But, yeah, overall, I'm looking to see what happens with this game. Like, honestly, I think, I think we're going to be wrapping up uh, this, this program here fairly soon just because this is more of a trial run. But I don't think I'm going to post this for you, though. I think there's some good content and kind of gives you guys a little bit of a different perspective from what I usually do. Uh, For those of you that I kind of brought this up in my, uh, the Sean Mike podcast, original uh, feed I had uh, here earlier in the week about uh, Nebraska and Oklahoma. Uh, If you want to check that out, please look at the Sean Mike podcast. That was an earlier feed uh, from this week. I published that on, well, I made it on, I made it on Tuesday and I published it Tuesday night. Uh, So if you just go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you can actually look to see that. But one thing I just want to call out is definitely looking to see what happens with uh, the 49ers and the Packers. Uh, Packers are my pro team, so looking forward to see what kind of momentum they're going to have in that game. I know that San Francisco has always been a little bit of a trouble spot. Uh, they just have a, a good style where they're able to control the ball, able to make the plays that are needed. And this Packers defense is looking to improve, really just needs to establish themselves more and more as the year goes along. So I'm looking forward to see what happens there. Uh, Rodgers in the offense, trying to keep some momentum. I think San Francisco will have a good defense to give them a good test. So we'll see what happens there. And then Eagles-Cowboys. So the NFC East, they managed to sneak them onto a Sunday night game. Uh, Those fan bases uh, definitely get a lot of attention. And, uh, you know, no matter what they finish with at the end of the year, you always have it to where they're getting attention. So looking forward to see what happens with that. I mean, from a logical point of view, just in general, I like the Cowboys to be able to win that game. I feel like the Cowboys with Jack, with Zeke and Tony Pollard, for that matter, uh, I think they're going to be able to have some momentum to be able to put up a win against the Eagles. But now uh, you know I'm used to the NFC North. I, I follow that clo- division very closely, but I, I know the NFC East is very similar, and a lot of division games in the NFL in general are. When you are in your own, when you're in your own division, you're playing a game, a game that might appear to be an obvious, you know, one-sided game or an uh, obvious, you know, you know who's going to win. Doesn't necessarily play out that way when you're in the same division. Teams are a little bit more amped up to play each other. Makes it for a more interesting matchup. But I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. This is more of a trial run, like I said, but this is the Sean Mike Podcast. Thank you for any time to takes time day to listen to Sean Mike Podcast. Uh, find me wherever you get your podcasts from. And, yeah, look for some more uh, feedback out of the green room and look at me trying to use this a little bit more. Uh, so thanks for taking time day to listen to Sean Mike Podcast. I'm out.